0: following podcast is sponsored by the hood college bookstore
1: most of us think of the bookstore as just a place to buy or rent books well i'm here to tell you that's not the case the hood
0: college bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things
1: need some hood branded merch you'll find hoodies and t-shirts hats and scarves sweats and socks mugs and cups
0: they even have hood branded blankets
1: low on shampoo or soap they have you covered
0: Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar.
1: Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has your back.
0: Need a last minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options.
1: What I'm saying is the Hood College bookstore has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and clothing needs. Oh, and did I mention they also have gift cards? Lots and lots of gift cards. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around.
0: Mention my name, Tim Jacobson, and the name of this podcast, Get to Know a Blazer. And receive 10% off your purchase.
1: Everything that is except books.
0: But listen to the show first. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Blazer, an in-depth yet light-hearted interview podcast that focuses on the many interesting and wonderful people that inhabit our Hood College campus. I'm your host, Tim Jacobson. For those of you who don't know me, and I'm assuming there are many, I'm the coordinator for Hood College Broadcasting Studios and an instructor of visual media Communication. Last week, I interviewed Dr. Jay Harrison, uh, associate professor in the Hood College History Department. It was uh, a great pleasure learning about uh, Dr. Jay's time before Hood and to listen to him talk uh, passionately about his love for history and his, uh, his passion for, uh, for teaching his students. On this week's show... I am interviewing a relative newcomer to Hood. They have only been in their position for about a year, but have already made a big mark on Hood's identity. Uh, This person's role at Hood is very much behind the scenes, but is arguably one of the most important when it comes to the longevity and future prosperity of our home away from home. Please welcome to the show.
1: I am Nicole Rolls. I am the director of annual giving here at Hood College, and I have been here in this role coming up on a year.
0: So, I mean, that must have been hard to come into an annual giving role, like right in the middle of, hey, I can't meet with anybody in person. <laughs> so tell me how, I mean, first we'll talk about what your what your kind of daily life is like in that role but tell me how that you know coming to a job like that um how did you adjust to that
1: so uh this has the last two years have been an amazing journey for fundraisers Mm -hmm. and believe it or not what we have found is in general people want to still do good they um Many of them were in their homes. They couldn't get out. They couldn't talk to anybody. They couldn't see anybody, but they wanted to do something. So what most fundraising organizations have found is the only thing that they could do was write a check. Right. And, um, I have been very fortunate to work in organizations where that funding has been used. And, and I spent the majority of the pandemic working for a social services nonprofits. So we managed recovery programs, food banks. We fed homeless people every single day of the pandemic, um, housed women and children who were homeless. Those dollars were so important to making sure that people who didn't have a nice warm home that they could work from home in and, and be comfortable, still were being served. Transitioning back into higher education, the problems are different, but they're no less important. We have you know, students who are struggling with, how do I afford going home? How do yep. I get back to campus? Where's my stuff at? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I figure out how to log into all of these new online systems? Yeah. That costs money
0: sometimes, subscriptions. It costs
1: money, it um, takes a lot of time, and there's a huge learning curve for students and faculty. Um, So really coming back here, I've spent the first several months just learning the campus, learning the challenges people were facing, learning how they were overcoming those challenges. Um, We are very fortunate. Our Hood community, uh, they rally, and they're wonderful. So the fundraising is really pretty easy. What I hope to bring is... Not just asking people for money; mm-hmm. anybody can do that. But what is that money supporting? What is it doing for these students and for the school? And why is it so important? Um, so it, it's been a, a great transition. I had been in higher ed before and uh, was really excited to be able to come back.
0: And I, I, I like um, the way you kind of state that words. You know, it's not just people giving. You know, blindly. Talk about like what a daily you know, what's a typical day? Like when you get here, what, what are you thinking about as far as, you know, I, I'm sure it's not just like making phone calls, sending emails right. blindly and right. just hoping people will, you know?
1: So in higher ed and here at Hood, we definitely have the different seasons. You know, you have fall semester and spring semester and the different events that happen around that. A typical day is I come in, I'm very fortunate to have a, a wonderful team in the advancement office. And we will just have a a quick 10, 15-minute touch base. Where are we on these projects? What resources do you need? You know, what's happening today? We also, this year, have a grad assistant and an undergrad intern. So they... Who are they? So we have uh, Nahaprasath uh, Indira Ganasan, who is here studying information technology in our master's program. Um, He is affectionately known as Prasath. For and sure. okay. he comes and works in our office three days a week and is fantastic. Uh, he is a very technology-minded person. Um, he's been volunteering at the help desk. Yesterday he fixed my computer. He's, he's just really been a, a true asset to us. Uh, always smiling and happy to do anything that needs to be done. And then just this semester, uh, Dom Bird, who is a senior, mm-hmm. he's president of the BSU, and he has come in and brought his own expertise around social media, filming really getting into the student body and helping them to understand a little more about what development is so it's been fun
0: that's oh i love the fact that you um are doing that and getting these students involved tell me a little bit because you've been in fundraising for a long time yes and we were just talking a little bit ago about how marketing advertising has changed so how your approach, you know, instead of cold calling people, sending out mailers, how has your kind of approach to um, to fundraising, um, people donating money to the college, how has that changed? Whether it's social media or how are you contacting people, how has that all changed sure. and evolved?
1: I think the most consistent part of fundraising is that there is a structure to it. Um, We know that we are going to send appeals. We know that we are going to meet with donors and we are going to ask them to fund projects. That has not changed for years and years. What social media in particular has brought us is the ability to show this is why your gift is important and to have photos or video footage of students experiencing the hood experience because of those donor dollars. Sometimes that's tough to show. A lot of the Hood Fund, which is our annual fund here at Hood, um, and our our board of trustees say you must raise X amount of money, and that we have branded it the Hood Fund. So the Hood Fund supports scholarships and financial aid. Uh, Last year, every undergraduate student received a $1,500 scholarship. Wow. That was from the Hood Fund. I had no idea. Yes. Yes, so, and that they could use tuition, fees, books. Um, It also goes to fund academic research for students and faculty. It funds student athlete needs, whether it's everything from training, uh, training access to travel, uh, and everything in between. We have students who are now heading off to NCAA championships. Those buses are not free.
0: Yeah, Um, well the buses, the housing, food.
1: Yeah. So the Hood Fund is really that discretionary fund. It's very much managed in our budget, but it gives Hood options, and it gives our leadership the ability to put money to the areas of greatest need without having to reshuffle a budget or take money from another department. So it's really important. Um, I, I think it's work that if we didn't have it, but we're getting ready this week, tomorrow is Tuition Freedom Day. Student tuition covers about 60% of the cost of running hood every year. Right, yeah. So if we did not have people who were generous and supported this community, the school would effectively shut down tomorrow. We yeah. would no longer be able to have the lights on, no students in class, some of them might like that, um, but, but effect- effectively the school would shut down for the academic year. So it's that philanthropy and that support of our whole community that really helps to give us the full hood experience.
0: How do you, the, the question I always, and not the question I always get, but I think a lot of people are hesitant to donate because they're like, you know, I can't give like a thousand dollars. I can't give $1,500. I, I can give like, I can give you like 10 bucks. How do you kind of, um, get to people that, you know, to say, look, you know, it, ten dollars five dollars it, it doesn't matter you know um when we put everything together that's what matters so if somebody's like oh i can't you know i just don't have the money right now but you know i think it makes sense you know ten dollars five what, whatever you can do mm-hmm. how do you how do you talk to people about that and get them over that hesitancy because i think once people start to donate they become lifelong donators mm-hmm. like i i uh, contribute to public radio. Cause yes. I listen to public radio all the time and, you know, I don't want to be that, you know, uh, that person that's like, Hey, you know, I want to give, you know, a uh, certain amount every single month and you're going to charge my credit card. But, you know, whenever I feel like it, I'll, you know, if I have some money, I'll donate.
1: Right. I, I'm so glad you asked that because I have had donors tell me, Oh, I, I don't have a lot of money. Um, you have big donors and, and unfortunately in the media you hear about, Oh, this person gave a surprise $10 million yeah. gift to this institution. Um, I don't know that I personally will ever have $10 million to give someone. And I've also had some of our, I had an alum recently who said, you know, I, I literally am almost embarrassed. I could give you $10 a month. It's the best that I could do, but I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I can only give you $10 a month. And, uh I always try to emphasize that every gift of every size makes a difference and has right. an impact. And I had a, a wonderful experience ex- very, very early on in my career. We had uh, I, w- I worked at an independent uh, international boarding school. We had a member of our alumni population, he was the class of 47, I believe, who had uh, come to the school as a working boy. He literally served his classmates' uh, lunch and dinner in the dining hall, and that was how he paid his tuition.
0: I remember, yeah. yeah. I remember. Hood used to do that. Hood used to do that, yep. yeah.
1: He, and he was from a farming family in the community. Uh, grew up and was accepted and went to Princeton, and every year following his graduation, he sent a $1 gift to the school. And every year, the headmaster would send him a letter and say, Jerry, here, you're doing great things. Yeah. Um, you know, heard you just graduated from Princeton. The family's doing well. You know, thank you so much for your gift. It was $1. But it was what Jerry had and That's what he, what he could give back. Yep. Yep. On Jerry's 20th reunion, he came back and gave $16 million and built a brand-new library on that campus. Wow. Because his $1 gift was just as important as the $16 million. So I offer to everyone, it's not the amount that you're giving. It is that you are part of a community. Yeah. And whether it's $1 or $10, whether it's once a year, or we have a fantastic system set up here. So you can say, here's my credit card, 10 bucks a month, go for it. For faculty and staff, we have the benefit. They will literally take it right out of your, your paycheck for you. Totally tax deductible. And we have some faculty members and staff members who give $2. We have some who give $200 a pay period. It's not the amount. It is that you are part of a community because you believe in hood and what we're doing. And uh, there are some people here who say, oh, I give to public radio. I give to public radio too. Mm -hmm. Um, I also support smaller charities uh, my husband and I always joke, when we hit the lottery, we're going to go to the Save-A-Lot and sit behind that frosted glass window and just pay <laughs> for groceries. Uh, we don't want anybody to know who it is, but you people want to give back. Yeah. They want to do good. Um, I have another really quick story if you want to hear it. Yeah, I would love to. So my dad uh, looked like Clint Eastwood when he was alive and cool. had very dry sense of humor, incredibly brilliant man. But shortly before he passed away, we went to lunch And his dry sense of humor came out and he jokingly said, oh, there's somebody walking across the parking lot over there. Go shake them down for their loose change. That's what fundraisers do. And I had never really called my dad on his humor. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I know you're kidding because I know I know you and I know you love me, but I don't shake anybody down for their loose change. That is not fundraising. Fundraising is taking people who are passionate about making a difference and about affecting change and linking them with organizations that do that. And for that reason, I am very proud to be a fundraiser. I am very proud to tell people that I do that. I've gone to dinner parties where I've had people move away from me because I'm a fundraiser. It's okay.
0: Yeah, you're not going to be like, "Hey, get out your wallet right now." Um, you know, I mean, if you or I'm not you want to hand me money. You the
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll get, I'll pass you a roll if you write me a check.
1: <laughs> this salt and pepper will cost you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But it really, it's an honorable profession. Oh, it's and totally. And it allows people who may have never been able to do what they do in their lives. You know, I'm I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Um, college wasn't even talked about in my household. The joke was, when you turn 18, we're giving you a one-way bus ticket and a set of luggage. Like, it just, that was what I grew up in. Yeah. So I did my first two years at community college, and that was totally on grants and scholarships. Um, and I was very fortunate to come. I also worked at Roy Rogers. Shout out to Plumunden. Um <laughs> Because at that time, if you worked 15 hours a week and had a B-average, they would pay your in, in-county tuition. Yeah, I don't know if they Good still do them. that. But it was... So I graduated, two-year degree, no debt, and then I went back 20 years later and got my undergrad. And if it were not for scholarships, I would have never accomplished that. Yeah. would have never known what it was to study um, you know, 18th century English literature and, and really fall in love with that or be able to take a class to know about gender roles in aging. And So there's, there's a lot to be said for supporting education.
0: Talk a little bit about, um, like targeted giving. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, they're just going to take my money and they're going to put it into this huge fund. But that would, you know, you can, if you want to Mm -hmm. donate, you can say, I want this to go to this program, or I want it to go towards scholarships, or I want it to go here. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. And, you know, can somebody come in and say, look, you know, um, you know, I I want to donate, but I want to make sure it goes to this program. Right, absolutely. Talk, yeah.
1: So um, within the Hood Fund, now the Hood Fund is um, undesignated giving. Yeah. It it goes into the big pot. Right. Um, there that does exist, and uh, it does help to support the school and student body across the board each year.
0: That's the that's the Hood Fund. That's the Hood Fund.
1: Okay. However, within the Hood Fund, you can say, you know what I. My roommate is an athlete and I want to give 10 bucks to make sure that they have new dumbbells in the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, you can become a member of our blue and gray club. Um, any gift amount, any gift size, you get a cute little pin, you get a sticker for your car. There are some other benefits, but your money goes into the hood fund and it can help to support those student athletes. If you are someone, and I, I've had a donor recently who came to us and said, we were, in, we were over at the turf field, and we saw this particular issue that we would like to donate funding to. I was so glad they came and had a conversation because um, it was surrounding a sound system and some other pieces at the, hood, at the turf field. Mm-hmm. Those projects were already underway. Money had already been raised. But this person was very passionate about athletics. So they went in and set up, they gave a, um, half of their gift to the Hood Fund, undesignated, use it wherever the school needs it. And the other half was for actually the soccer team um, to be used this year around supporting men's soccer. Oh, great! So, so you can, there is some ability to do that. If you also, if you have somebody who says, I loved my experience at Hood and I want to establish a scholarship, you can absolutely do that. It's always... Good to have a conversation, find out what the needs of the school are, but we, we always honor the donor's desire for how those right. funds are used, yeah.
0: I think that's great, um, and I, I, I don't, they might, but I don't know if people know the, the, the variety of different ways that they can mm-hmm. give to Hood. Um, and I know it's one thing that, that I do is, like every year for Christmas, I will find a fund and I will donate in the name of my kids.
1: Oh, wonderful. So, I'll you know, yeah. I'll either
0: give to their, their alma mater mm-hmm. or Public Radio or Chesapeake Bay Foundation or, you know, Wilderness Fund. Or... Talk a little bit about that. It, can people donate in somebody else's name? Like you could donate in, you know, uh, maybe um, your son or daughter or child graduated from Hood to make a donation in their name.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can make a gift in honor of someone. Uh, We receive a number of gifts every year of people giving in memory of, um, it could be a friend or family member that's passed away and education was important to them, so they give to Hood. It can be, uh, we recently had um, a number of gifts who came in for a faculty member who had passed away. And we always, one of the things we do is we do outreach, we thank the donor, Mm -hmm. but then if we know who the family is, we'll send them a note and let them know that someone has made a donation in memory of their loved one, and uh, that it's going to be put to work for the students here at Hood. So those are absolutely options. We also have people who say, "Well, I, you know, back to I don't have enough money yeah. to do this." You may not have enough money to establish a scholarship. That's a little. That's a slightly larger gift, but you can say, "I'd like to. I'd like to give a prize every year for the next five years. I'm going to give you X amount of money. Say five hundred dollars." And I want that to go to books in this specific program to support this specific type of student. And that's absolutely something that is welcome here at Hood.
0: Do, do you feel like that the biggest hesitancy um, from people uh, to want to donate is they, they don't know where it's gonna go or they're they're skeptical of how that money is gonna get used?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have so many stories in the media about organizations that do not, uh, they don't respect the donor dollars, or right. it appears they don't. Um, I, I will go down two roads on this for you very quickly. On one hand, you have organizations that are being told, um, pay your professionals the least amount you possibly can, try to get them to stay in a nonprofit world, skimp on supplies, resources, resources, the building, the chairs, um, because we want your operating costs to be super low. Right. Well, if you don't treat it like a profession, um, and th- there was for a long time, there was this keep it under twenty percent operating costs. Well, there are some industries that it's much more expensive. Um, if you're running a food bank and feeding uh, homeless people, those expenses are higher than ten to twenty percent of operating sure. costs. So I think really researching and knowing who is your nonprofit, who's their leadership, what are they making? Uh, the, the top, I believe it's the top five leaders in every organization, every nonprofit has to file a 990 every year. You can see exactly what they it's, make. Right. It's all public um, knowledge, It's right? all public yep. knowledge. You can go to guidestar.com or, may, or maybe .org. Uh, research, know who you're giving to, yeah. know what they're doing. Um, if their CEO has three houses and is vacationing in the Caribbean all winter long, might be a sweet gig, but I might reconsider giving money to sure. that organization. But if I don't do my research, that's shame on me. The other piece of it is is many organizations don't toot their horn enough. They don't say, uh. because of you, this happened. Because of you, this person slept indoors tonight. Because of you, this student had access to books and to additional tutoring and to learning resources or reading resources. Um, so part of it is is money's tough to talk about. Nobody grows up excited to talk about uh, politics, mm-hmm. uh, money, um, you know, just they're just touchy subjects yeah. so a lot of people get really uncomfortable around the money talk. Being able to show very publicly, here is what you gave and here is what we did with it, is so important. And it's one of the things that we're really trying to do a lot of. We um, use social media a lot. We're on on the big ones. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, and try to show not only the success of our alumni as they leave Hood and become gainfully employed and have those professional successes, but we try to show students enjoying the Adirondack chairs on the quad. And emphasize that, you know, a gift of $500, you can designate what you'd like to have on the plaque, and that chair will be here on the campus, whether it's a study group or just somebody who needs a place to sit and relax for a few minutes between classes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a huge way to make your mark on hood.
0: Oh, um, I totally, I mean, and, you know, something like an Adirondack chair sitting in the middle of the quad may seem, you know, not super important, but for the students, it is. You know, um, you know yeah. I like, cause we didn't, you know, a couple of years ago, we didn't have those chairs out there. Right. But now, you know, in the spring and the fall, I see students using them all the time. You know, Reverend Beth O'Malley does mm-hmm. her meditation ses- sessions out there. You know, I see students, you know, that will move them around in a circle um, and have study groups. So stuff like that, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, you know who makes those
1: chairs, don't you? I don't. President Chapdelaine's husband it makes those chairs. He I, does.
0: I want to talk to him because we have, I, I do a lot of woodworking at home. My dad was a woodworker mm-hmm. and I know he does that as well. So every time I see him, I never get a chance to be like, we should go talk wood.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Dave, um, and he he makes sure that he has wood in stock at the supply chain really wreaked havoc with that this past year. So Mm -hmm. he has been stockpiling, but he makes every one of those Adirondack chairs. That's super cool. And I always tell donors, because they'll come to campus and say, I want to see my chair. Well, we can go for a walk. Um, The Hood Fund provides us with a beautiful campus, so let's take a stroll. But I can't guarantee we're going to find your chair because the students use them. They move them around all the time. Absolutely, yeah. It's Um, just what they should be doing. Absolutely. I love that. Well, the shade
0: moves too. You want to move it in the shade. Right, right. Um, you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, showing people, you know, uh, giving them some sort of proof about what their, mm-hmm. how their how their money is being used. Is that something that's a goal for you to do more of that? Because I think that when you show people here, this is what it is. It's going to make it more of a of a tangible. Ah, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. We have been working to implement uh, a lot more. Directed stewardship. So when gifts come in, I try to reach out to as many as I can personally. It can be a phone call just to say, you know, I just saw this come through and thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It can be a note uh, if I have a donor who gives to something somewhat specific or I know mm-hmm. that they are very interested in, say, Model UN. Um, I just did this, actually. I saw that the Model UN team was meeting for their first meeting to kind of decide what they were going to do for the semester. So I I just took a quick note and said, hey, you know, thank you so much for everything you do. I wanted to let you know Model UN is meeting. They're organizing for the semester. This is what's happening. And it's because of you. So those little touches, the donor, the community at large knows they're part of something bigger. And it's an opportunity for me to get to know them and know what they're about and what they're passionate about. And I I said this to you earlier, I don't want anyone to feel like an ATM. Yeah. That's, that's not a relationship. Well, and I think a lot of people have
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling sometimes, you know, that, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I just paid you all this tuition money.
1: (laughs) I, and you know, it's funny, my mom, when I was explaining the concept of tuition freedom day, I said, you know, and we ask people to, or we try to make them aware that tuition only covers this much. And she said, well, you're not getting a a penny out of me. I paid tuition. And I went, because sometimes we have to educate our parents. Uh, And I said, well, that's great. Then we'll make tuition fair market value. And she, and, you know, you can only (laughs) say these things to your mom. Yes. Um, And she kind of stopped and she said, what would that be? I said, well, add 40% to the price of tuition. And, and it really opened her eyes. Um, it was my friend who told me, I only want to give to the work. I only give to organizations doing the work. And I said, okay, so like what organizations? And she gave me a list. Yeah. I, I support breast cancer research, and I support uh, the Red Cross. And, and I said, okay, um, the work we're doing is training the next group, or the next group of professionals, the next group of leaders, the next to do that stuff. legislator, yeah. journalist, doctor, nurse. I said, so... I respect that you want to put your money to mm-hmm. the work, but I invite you to consider we might be doing important work too, or Again. just making
0: it a little easier for a student yeah. financially. Yeah, you know because they're all you know, like you said, you know, it's hard to it's hard to know mm-hmm. who's coming from where and what they can afford. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, if students need you know clothing for uh, an interview, or if they need you know, if athletes. You know, just because you're an athlete doesn't mean you're coming from and you have money to spend on all this. Right. They need that.
1: And there are so many res- resources on campus right. that, um, you know, I invite everyone, get out and know the campus, know the different departments. If you have a need, uh, you know, if somebody comes and says they're hungry or they don't have clothes, I'm immediately going to call Rev. Beth and say, hey, tell me where to send them. Yep. Uh, I I had uh, a student come to me and they said, you know, I, I'm here and I'm doing okay, but it's a lot of reading. And when I was in high school, my mom would really help me with the reading or I would get books on tape, and I'm really falling behind. So I went over and connected them with learning services, you know, and they were able to find someone who could help them to get the services they needed. So, you know, ask somebody for help, tell them what you need, and if you don't get an answer, ask somebody else. Ask somebody else. Yeah, don't because just we have them. those services here. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: As as you're moving forward, I'm you know I always hate when people ask me these questions, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Like, what's your what's your goal for the Hood Annual Fund? Oh, sure. Like coming in, like you know how you know I think you'd be like, I'd love to be sustainable and everybody and <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, realistically, like what?
1: Sure. What I, is
0: your you know kind of you know. Uh, what Mindset. are our goals yeah, yeah what are your goals yeah
1: so absolutely we um, in our office we have a dollar goal and a donor goal and uh, our dollar goal is 1.5 million that we have to raise this year for the hood fund i'm very excited to say we passed the million dollar threshold about a month ago so yes and and, and this at, is fiscal year right this is fiscal, fiscal year. year so okay. by june I was 30th say,
0: it's it's only march in your it's only march <laughs> it's, No, this but is But year it ends yep, like june july 1 to july june one. 30 yes
1: yeah. So um, so we have uh, just shy of 500000 left to raise, which is really exciting. Um, We're right on target with our donor numbers. So uh, many of the faculty and staff right now are getting emails from me saying, hey, you've given in years past, and yeah. you know, if, while you're considering who you're going to give to this year, because most people think on a calendar year, I'm just inviting them to rememberhood. Uh, people have different interests. People have different levels of funding in a year. You know, you might have uh, in, your, in your, I call it our personal economies, um, maybe this year you needed to get braces for your kid and you don't have that discretionary income. So you might not be able to do X number of gift, but you could do this number of gift. That's totally fine. But I always invite people, consider, consider what you want to do to give back. The other thing I always tell people is, it's not just about money. You have skills and talents and time, so maybe if you're an alum, you reach out to Kelly Greenwald, who is right. uh, our, our director of alumni relations. She plans all of the fabulous parties that we have for mm-hmm. alumni. Um, ask her what she needs. Is it a volunteer, somebody to join our, our board of advisors? Is it somebody to go to an admissions day and just welcome people who are looking at Hood? those are very tangible ways to give back to the community. Absolutely. Um, So it's it's not just about your dollars. We are also, we're getting ready, um, and we try to, giving is like building a muscle. So we're starting with our senior class. We typically don't ask students for money uh, because they're here doing their job, they're learning. But as seniors, they're coming to the end of their college experience, and we want them to know that there is still a place for them here at Hood even after they graduate. We want them to come back to campus. We want them to call the alumni office. We want them to be involved. And part of that involvement is people before them give generously to Hood, and we invite them to consider giving as well. Now, as a senior who has either their family or themselves have just paid tuition, they probably have some student loans, they're looking for a job that can seem really overwhelming. Oh, yeah. So I ask them to just consider, what was the value of your hood education? It's year one. You're getting ready to, to graduate. Is it a $10 gift? Is it a $20 22 cent gift? I love when seniors give that gift. I Their know, graduation year? Yeah, oh, yeah. So I never thought about that before. Absolutely. I have some classes... Um, who have some alumni who? That's what they've given every year for the first five years out is their that. graduation year. I mean, when I write out checks to friends and family who graduate, yeah. I usually give them a check for the amount of their graduation year. So it's a great way to say, yeah, you know what? I may not have thousand dollars or a hundred dollars, but I have twenty dollars and twenty two cents, yeah. and I am part of this community. So um, it's never, it's never a judgment. It's also okay to tell a fundraiser, I just can't do it right now. Right. Okay, well, can I still call you in two months and we'll go to coffee and you'll let me know if you get married or have a baby or change jobs and when it is right, this isn't just about your wallet. This is about you being part of this community. So I love that. Yeah.
0: Um, Before I let you go, just um, kind of in closing, um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is hesitant to give? You know, and that person, you know, and I, I, I still, I'm stuck now on the, you know, money from graduation year. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do that now with my alma mater. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great way to, yeah. it's a great way to stay in touch. Yeah. How
0: do how do we convince people that this is the right thing to do?
1: You know, I, I really never try to convince people to give. I think that you either have a spirit in you of giving back or you don't. And that, and it's not a judgment.
0: So you're not trying to, yeah. Yeah. You want to, we're not trying to twist somebody's arm. Shake them down.
1: I, um, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody. I I don't have a gun or a knife. I'm not going to force you into a corner. I want you to understand that hood is a community. And just as you have received from that community, I'm going to ask you to give back to that community at the level that's right for you. Right. Um, some people can do that. Some people get it, some people don't, and, and it's okay. Some people have, did not grow up in a family, and we just had this talk with my um, intern yesterday. I said, you know, I grew up in a family. I never saw anybody write a check to an organization. Philanthropy was not something I was raised around in the giving money sense. Now, I remember being taken down to the food bank and stocking shelves mm-hmm. because that was what my family was able to do. And that's do. what you could do. And that, sure. yeah. But in, in my reality, it wasn't, we didn't write checks and give yeah. give monetary gifts. And uh, my intern said, hey, goes, oh, well, that's what we did every, you know, that was a reality in my family. I saw people do that. I can remember um, the only place we gave money to was church growing up. And yep. that could be a whole other discussion. But... Oh, we got the envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some people just, it's a muscle you have to yeah. exercise. I will challenge people who say, I never give money. I'm not going to do it. I challenge you to come out of your grocery store and see that person sitting on the curb. Don't give them money. If you give them money, they are not going to go buy food. I'm just going to tell you that. Yeah. But get in your grocery bag and pull out the chicken salad you just bought at the deli and a box of crackers and give it to them. And I defy you to get back in your car and not feel like you have just given someone a million dollars because helping other people feels good. The donor gets so much emotionally out of that, that if you can walk out of the grocery store, give that food to that homeless person and not get back in your car and feel good about it, then you shouldn't give money to an organization.
0: I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, here it's, you know, I think you said it really well. The reason why hood is here is because of the annual fund. The reason why students get to do certain things or, you know, that reason why you as a student, when you were here, mm-hmm. if you want that to continue, yeah, it's got to be a, a, a cycle.
1: And I, you know, the other piece of this is, I think right now we're in a campaign as well. We are, I believe we're at, $59 million towards a $65 million campaign. So I totally understand that person who's like, you got $59 million. You don't need my 10 bucks. Yeah, we do. Well, I, I will contend that $59 million and I would ask them to read the campaign literature. But that is already specifically being raised for facilities, for um, improvements to faculty and staff conditions to student services. Yeah. you know Broadback. We, have, Broadback, we have this great biotech d- division coming in. Yeah. So that oh. funding is there to, I always explain it as that is the bricks and mortar. The campaigns help to really build that foundation. The Hood Fund is making sure we have beautiful flowers and the lights are on inside that beautiful foundation and that beautiful building. So I, I always just ask people, um, in this modern climate that we have think about what you're thinking about um is it really is is it the reality or is it just what you've seen in the media or you've heard somebody say really think about what you're thinking about um and ask questions good advice yeah
0: Nicole yes thank you so much for being on get to know a blazer thank you it was great and you're giving me All kinds of stuff to think about.
1: Well, thank you very much. Anybody who has any questions, you can call over to Institutional Advancement. Um, We are 301-696-3700. That will get you to our front desk, and uh, Mary will get you to the person that you need. We have reunion coming up, so um, all of our seniors are being invited back this year for reunion zero, so they will get to experience their first alumni gathering right after commencement. we have fabulous happy hours with members of our Hood community and alumni. Those are scheduled every month. So, you know, if, if there's something, if you're like, I'm an alum, what's going on at Hood? Call us. Call we'll, we'll be happy to tell yep. you. And if you're a student and you're like, I'm a student, what does the alumni office have to do with me? Call us and, and we'll be happy to talk to you about what's going on.
0: Good. So, I love that. Yeah.
1: Have a great afternoon. Thank you. You too. All right.
0: Well, that is the show for this week. Thank you very much to Nicole Rolls, Director of Annual Giving here at Hood. She gave me, and I hope everybody, a lot to think about when it comes to deciding to donate and give back to Hood, to uh, our students, our programs, and uh, making a contribution that will um, make a big impact on the success of this institution. Uh, I very much appreciate what she had to say about giving, that it's not about how much or how often. It's uh, it's about simply giving uh, and doing uh, and being a part of the community that sustains this college. That's what it's all about, I think, because it really is. If it wasn't for all the donations, the lights, the power, the heat, could have very easily gone off uh, the day after we did our interview on tuition-free day, March 3rd. But they didn't, and that's a testament to everyone who has given. So thank you to all the donors who have written those checks, who have made and answered the phone call and, uh, and given back uh, to this university, no matter what size, no matter what form. It really is appreciated Uh, even though people might not say it out loud. And thank you all for tuning in. Until the next episode of Get to Know a Blazer, I'm your host, Tim Jacobson. As always, be kind to each other and be kind to yourself. lead-in and lead-out music for our show, titled Grandpa, is written and played by none other than John Medallis. Get to Know a Blazer is a production of Hood College Broadcasting Studios.